0: Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I like to give you inspiring conversations with other vegans and also strategies on how to embrace this lifestyle in a way that is simple, delicious, and long-term for you and your family. So I am, of course, back with another conversation. I'm really excited to bring you Chantel Gary. We're going to talk a great deal about how she was able to get her extended family to embrace this lifestyle with her, which is, of course, always amazing. How she handles vegan life with her six-year-old son. She's going to give some awesome tips on how you can feel the same way and feel as confident as she does about giving her son this solid foundation. We're also going to talk about why a gradual change to your lifestyle would probably be best and why you should connect with your community if you are looking to go vegan long term. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Chantel. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Chantel. How are you today?
1: I am awesome, how are you? I'm
0: good, I'm so good. And I'm just really excited to have you on because I just, like I told you before we start recording, I just think it's so important to share these stories because I feel like there's not a whole lot out there from our perspective as black women. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that these stories will help inspire other people to move forward in their journeys, of course. So, of course, because the story is so important, tell me um, why you decided to become a vegan.
1: Initially, I decided to become vegan very, very young. I was probably about 19 when I made the decision, and it was purely off of ethical reasons. I just was so appalled at the treatment that we were imposing on animals you know, for food. Um, so that was really my motivation. I initially started, I was vegetarian, and then I made the transition into veganism. Years later, it took me about 10 years to make the transition into veganism. But um so that's basically why I decided to become vegan. I didn't do it for health reasons, like a lot of people. <laughs> I, it was strictly for the animals. So it's, it's all about the, the ethics of the animals for me.
0: Okay. So at 19, you became a vegetarian. Did you read like a book or a documentary or you re- watched a documentary? What happened to make that transition for you?
1: I mean, I'll never forget it. I was visiting family in Massachusetts and my mother had a, for some reason, she had a PETA pamphlet in her living room. And I remember opening it up and just seeing these things. And I was just, and I already knew, you know, these animals weren't just giving us their legs and their breasts for for our dinner. But I, once I saw those images, it just really solidified my decision. I was just like, there's no way I, I can't. And it wasn't like I didn't like chicken the way it tasted, or I didn't like burgers. I just could not spiritually feel comfortable with myself if I continued to eat meat so it literally I owe it all to a pita pamphlet that I found on the (laughs) mother's house years and years ago but that's what that's what did it for me
0: during that time, did you have any, like, resistance from your family when you first started? Because at 19, I know that, you know, when I was 19, my mom had a lot of say-so in my life at that time. So is, was it like that for you? Well, you know,
1: I was on my own. I was actually living on my own in Atlanta. So nobody really cared. <laughs> like, you know, this is what Chantel is doing now, whatever. So I didn't have any resistance, but I did attempt to go vegetarian when I was probably about 15. And that was very difficult. It lasted for probably a month but you know how it is when you do live with your your parent or your family and you're not responsible for buying your food you run out of vegan or vegetarian food very quickly so oh, you yeah. kind of just, <laughs> you just go back to eating whatever you know is being made for you so i as an adult i didn't have any any resistance there was no you know everybody pretty much you know really supported it
0: that's awesome <laughs> That is so awesome because I sometimes I know that, you know, the hardest part of this lifestyle isn't necessarily the food. Sometimes it's just like the social mm-hmm. stigma, a lot of mm-hmm. the things that go around with the family. So that's great that you had a lot of support.
1: The great thing is now the majority of my family is vegan. So it's what? rubbed off. <laughs> yes, my, my sister, my, my brother, my nephew, lots of my friends. So it's rubbed off on a lot of people in my life, in my circle. So I don't have that issue, you know, that social stigma where oh my god what am I going to eat for this day or you know we're going to we're all going to get together for dinner what am I going to eat I don't have that anymore so I feel really blessed to oh my gosh have- <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are okay so how did that happen how did that process happen did they just see you the way you were eating and mm-hmm. then they kind of just picked up on some things it was very probably yeah. passive right
1: well, you know, it, it definitely took time. But I think everyone saw my growth as a person. And you know, when you decide to become vegan, or vegetarian, even your your body changes, your skin changes. So in the beginning, people may ridicule you in a sense. But down the line, people are like, Whoa, you look amazing. Your hair is growing, your skin is clear, what are you doing? And for a lot of people, they, you know, wanted to know how I was doing those things. And, you know, I'm always an open book. So if someone asked me, I'm Gonna, I'm going to educate them as much as I can. So a lot of that helped with, you know, getting them to transition, especially health wise. I know that was a big thing for a lot of the people in my family. Just, you know, I don't have, I have great blood pressure. My vitals and everything are always in really good shape. I don't get sick. So people just kind of wanted to know how I was achieving those things and kind of just led them to go down the same path.
0: I love it. Oh my gosh, that is so inspiring. I love that. When okay, so when you were 19 and you were a vegetarian, like how did that look as far as what was on your plate? Were you doing a lot of experimenting or did you find yourself like eating the same stuff over and over again? Like how did that look for you?
1: Let me tell you, it was the most depressing. <laughs>
0: life because
1: I had made this decision I was like okay I'm not gonna eat meat anymore I was very enthusiastic you know you know I'm vegetarian everyone and then I remember coming home to Atlanta and my stomach started growling and I was like oh okay and I remember going to the grocery store and just standing there like what am I gonna eat like I had no clue like I at the time I wasn't educated on what real food is so I'm used to just eating crap all the time and meat is in all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I remember just being in the grocery store and just saying, you know what? Let me just go get, and this is going to sound really terrible, but I went and just got Campbell's soup, (laughs) baked potatoes, and goldfish crackers. And I literally lived off of that and side items from KFC (laughs) for about...
0: for about two to three years, I swear to you, it was terrible.
1: So it, it definitely journey. It has been a long one, I really had to re educate myself on what food is, because a lot of us just have no idea what food is, you know, it's not just it doesn't come in boxes. And you know, a lot of times drive-throughs or whatever. So I really had to educate myself on what food was. So it was definitely a long journey, um, and I had a lot of a lot of good times and a lot of bad times as far as what I was eating. So it, it definitely it's a journey. <laughs> yes,
0: I agree. It is a journey because I mean, mm-hmm. good grief! But that's good that you were still <laughs> consistently <laughs> um, maintaining with that because it sounds like it would have gotten kind of old after a while of eating that. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Two, you said two to three years of eating goldfish and potato.
1: The crazy thing is my, well, now my fiance, his family owned KFCs. And we were living together. So it was like, you know, I, I was accustomed before I became a vegetarian to just eating food that they would bring all the time. So it was like, well, just bring me the side items. So I was <laughs> living off of side items from KFC. It was, it, like I said, it was really bad. I was really young. I didn't know any better. And, you know. it it, like I said it's a journey it's definitely a journey
0: you started for ethical reasons which I -hmm. I can definitely relate to the ethical change because Mm -hmm. that's why I started this lifestyle so I feel like nowadays because I follow you on Instagram and I love you on Instagram that's how I found you do you feel as though you're more so on the health side of things now um than you were when you first started with you know from eating KFC to now
1: Definitely. I'm very, like, I'm very, very aware of how my body should function, what kind of food it deserves. Like, I don't, like, I don't eat processed food. You know, I really try to stay as plant-based as possible. I do have a sweet tooth, but, you know, I try to make it myself so I can control what's in it. But I definitely consider myself on the healthier side of veganism because there is a very... There's a, a, a very unhealthy side and there's a very healthy side to this lifestyle, you know, and I, I tend to be on the the, the healthier side. So. so, you know, you have to indulge. At, you have to enjoy food at the same time. But if you are, you know, aware of what you're putting in your body on a regular basis, I feel like it's OK to reward yourself with a cupcake or a brownie or you're already not eating half of the other crap that's out there. So if you decide you want a brownie, I feel like that's that's fine. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: I feel the same way. So what does your plate look like right now? Like, how how does that typically look? Let's say, what are you going to eat for lunch today?
1: I am actually a very high raw vegan. So even though I post a lot of cooked food on Instagram in my real life, I mean, I'm like, give me a pineapple, give me an avocado. You know, I I definitely, I'm going to have a smoothie and I have a whole pineapple that I've just been waiting to cut into for the last few days. So I'm going to eat that. Probably some nuts but normally my day revolves around fruit
0: fruit <laughs> so yeah, like the mono maybe. meals i
1: definitely do mono meals i actually was um i did the 801010 diet for a year that was my introduction into full-fledged veganism i i went from vegetarian <laughs> to full raw vegan for a year and it was like the best thing that i ever did in my life so
0: Wow. Tell so, us more about that. Like what is, what exactly is 80, 80? I mean, excuse me, 80, 10, 10. What is, what
1: is that? Well, 80, 10, 10 is just a diet where you consume 80% carbs from, you know, raw fruits and vegetables. And then you get 10% fat from like nuts or seeds. And then you, um, I can't even remember what the other 10 is. It's something not cooked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, I, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> so it's like, and it sounds so
1: extreme, but in reality, it's not that extreme. Um, especially for a person like me, when I was younger, uh-huh. having fruit in the house was like, oh my God, we have grapes. Like, it was a big deal. It was like, that was the treat in, in my house growing up. So for me, it, I'm fine with having nothing but fruit to me, that's like such an indulgence. So for me, it was initially, I was like, how am I going to do this? But then once I kind of got into it, it was just it was smooth sailing. And it was like, okay, I can eat a box of pineapples, you know, a a carton of of, of pineapples, if I want, I can eat a whole case of mangoes in a few days, like it was just it was great. And Mm -hmm. in all honesty, I probably never felt or looked better in my life.
0: Because, you know what, it sounds easy. I mean, I put quotes on it. It sounds easy, but it also sounds kind of boring, too. That's my concern. But then again, I know it sounds crazy because people always assume the way I eat is boring, and I know nothing about it is boring. So I'm sure it's the same thing for you um, to be 80-80-10-10. Why do I keep saying 80 80 10 <laughs> 80 10 10 I'm sure it's the same thing for you it, uh, you know it just sounds boring on the outside but it really isn't a lot of variety it, you know
1: that's the thing for me it it wasn't it wasn't boring at all because then I started to really learn about you know, just the different foods that are really just created with the program for our body. You know what I mean? They're they are made to keep us healthy. They all do something different to our body. So it was fun just kind of exploring all these different fruits and and learning what they do and what they're about. So to me, it's boring in the sense that I'm not one of those people that you see like on Instagram, like fully raw, Christine. I'm not making this beautiful elaborate platter. I'm just eating it. You know, I'm just gonna grab go <laughs> <back>. that. <laughs> I don't have time to cut it all up and arrange it all nicely so yeah it's just you know I
0: love food I know what you mean it's just like this whole level of just like oh mm-hmm. I could just eat this and put this together mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about what I'm gonna eat for dinner tonight that kind of thing so yeah <laughs> it's good to know that you could still feel that way in this lifestyle because I think sometimes you know people approach it like it's like a lifestyle of scarcity and they don't really feel yeah. like there's a whole lot of abundance so I love yeah. that
1: Like, we don't eat. I'm like, you have no idea. Follow me on Instagram. I eat. Okay, (laughs) like, that's one of the biggest misconceptions about this lifestyle. You know, everywhere I go, the topic comes up, and people are just like, Oh, you don't eat anything. And I'm like, Are you crazy? I eat. You know, I eat to me what I eat, I consider that food, and I consider what a lot of other people eat to not necessarily be food. So it's just weird how, you know, people have these perceptions about our lifestyle that, you know, it's just, they're inaccurate, you know?
0: Absolutely. Cause I want, I kind of want to go back to when you were about 19 and you decide to be a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. You said that you, you've like a PETA, um uh, pamphlet, like yeah. booklet from them. So how <laughs> did she, do you know how she got it? The book? Cause I think that I, is so I, random. <laughs> so random. And
1: you know, it was at my mother's house and I haven't, to this day, I have no idea. I, really. I just think it was destiny. It was, <laughs> <'Cause, you> know, <laughs> it was just to be there. I have no idea where it is or, you know, how it even got there. But I remember just finding it on the floor and and just you know opening it and just being just taken back just being ashamed
0: (laughs) (laughs) because most people probably would have you know if somebody gave that to her while she was walking down the street they would have put it in the trash can before they even got home so the fact that Mm -hmm. (laughs) she was taking it home it just lets me know your family is definitely open-minded anyway so I can see why so many of them have joined you yeah
1: definitely definitely all open-minded individuals and you know aside from the effects that you know a non vegetarian or non vegan diet has on our our health. You know, everyone in my family is very concerned about the the state of the world in a sense. So I come from a family that of people that just really wanna do good in the world in the community. So it kind of was just the next step. For all of us to just kind of say, let's just go, let's all be vegan.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's such an amazing, like, silent protest. So what kept you on track? Because I know you said the first couple of years when you started this journey, it wasn't necessarily the most healthy for you.
1: Well, after about three years into my journey, I started to become more concerned about my weight. Because I wasn't eating meat, but I was still, I still had eczema. I still you know every woman has that 10 pounds of weight that you just you can't kick it off of your body no matter what you do it's like that last 10 pounds you know um not being happy with myself physically and i started to really like get into meditation and and yoga and things. So those kinds of things kind of force you to take a look at what you do to your body on a regular basis. So then I really started to read a lot. I read a lot of books. I stayed on the internet. I really started to research what food was and what I could do to my body to To have my body work at its highest potential. I wanted to stay healthy. A lot of people in my family had cancer and diabetes. You know the stories Mm -hmm. that are in our community. I saw a lot of those things. And I was like, you know, I, I don't want to suffer with those things. So I kind of really started to just do my due diligence and learn about food on my own. And it just... I, I, I learned that you know, I can't eat, you know, Oreos or I can't just eat goldfish crackers or, you know, those things are actually hurting my body more than they're helping my body. And it just, you know, and I'm still growing. It's, it's, it's like a, a never ending process of growth, you know, so I just kind of grew and and educated myself on what food was. And that's what really helped me get to the point where I am now.
0: Yeah, I love that because it is. It really is a process. It's a gradual process. As you can see, because you were a vegetarian for 10 years and before you transitioned. So what year did you transition to vegan?
1: Um, This had to be, I don't remember what year. It's probably around three years ago at this point. But
0: in all honesty, I would teeter-tot in
1: and out. Like, I would go vegan- for a month but I just really didn't know enough about food I would get hungry and then I you know I was under the impression oh, okay salad that's vegan
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're hungry <laughs> you know? and then, exactly so I'll be like okay I can do
1: salads for you know a month and then I'd be like oh god I can't and then I'd ha- kind of you know backslide back into vegetarianism versus veganism so once I really kind of got it down I was like you know what I'm done. I'll just go raw vegan, see how that goes. And I kind of went from there. But it definitely, like I said, there was definitely those the good times and the bad times. And it really just takes a lot of you have to relearn what food is. That's Ooh. really the biggest thing.
0: Yes, that is huge. Yes, you're so mm-hmm. true. I mean, and that's why, because someone just said that to me yesterday. She was just like, you know, I've been following you for a while, and I'm just so ashamed because I'm not a <laughs> vegan yet. And But she was telling me all of the things she's not eating anymore. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you got to celebrate this progress. I mean, you're yeah. doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that perspective because it's so, so true. It's it's okay to be gradual. It doesn't have to happen overnight. Lifetime of eating This way for most of us eating meat and dairy. So what do you think? Because it sounds like just based on what you said, it sounds like a lot of it as far as why you kind of went back and forth between being a vegan and vegetarian was because you weren't sure like what to cook. Um, How did you feel? How did you get comfortable? You just start experimenting more. How did that look for you? The
1: crazy thing is I actually got into I accidentally became a restaurant owner slash operator, and that's when I really just started to like hone my cooking skills. And I just I was really into food, and I was cooking every day at the restaurant, and I was enjoying it. And it just kind of forced me to kind of bring that into my personal life and just start experimenting and just using my imagination in the kitchen. That really is what what helped me. And then you know I think it's important that people have people like you, even. You know, because it people like you are helping people get to that step a lot quicker. So once I kind of got on social media and I started to like really stay on the internet, I started to just kind of learn about all these amazing options that I just had no idea about. I thought all we had was uh, Boca Burgers and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- Oh, like I thought that was it. It was like okay, you have Morningstar and your Boca burgers and that was pretty much it. And I started to really learn that there's all these different options with food. So it, it definitely is a collaborative effort between my imagination and just People like you, you know what I mean, who have been kind enough to kind of just share their journey and show people the way. It makes it a lot easier to make that transition. And you get there a lot quicker when you have, you know, points of reference. So that was something that was very helpful for me.
0: Yes. Thank you. And I feel the same way, too. I mean, I felt like it was kind of like a struggle (laughs) for a little while, especially for me. I try to do it as a family of five. So, yeah, I was not interested in making two different meals. So I I was like, it's my duty. I have to share this because if I don't share this, someone else is going to struggle with it. (laughs) And it's so true. That's true. So what about, mm-hmm. um? because I know you're in Atlanta and, and I love, you guys have a lot of vegan options down there. I just love it down there. And you have so, and I think you have like this rare opportunity to really, really connect with a lot of mm-hmm. people that look like you and you can really like help so many people. Do you feel like it's a lot easier to connect with people and share with you, what you do or how does that work for you? I don't even know what kind of question that <laughs> no, is.
1: Totally, I totally get it. You know, there's, I think there's two sides of, of that. Situation, you know, there is a side where, like I said before, I go somewhere and it always comes up, and you kind of, you can either have one or two reactions. A person is going to kind of make fun of you and kind of ridicule you and joke about it, and then you're going to have the people that are curious. So I feel like in Atlanta, I've had an equal um, amount of both of those situations. I never know; like I might. Meet someone and it always kind of comes up, and they might be that person that's like, "Oh, that's just ridiculous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's absolutely ridiculous." What do you mean you don't eat meat? And then there's the other side where it's like, "Okay, so what do you eat? Well, well, how do you, you know, how do you deal with these kinds of situations? So, what do you eat for this? So, what's an alternative for this? So, it definitely is you know, double sided. But I will say this about Atlanta, I've learned and this is through social media, I really owe it all to Instagram. I have learned that, you know, in Atlanta, we have a very, very close knit vegan vegetarian community. And it's just, I think everyone should kind of try to find one in their city, because it helps, you know, I didn't know about all the vegan restaurants until, you know, a year ago. (laughs) I didn't know Atlanta had like all these vegan restaurants, there's all these meetup groups, there's all these, you know, just different, community activities that you can be involved with that will help you you know become a little more familiar with this lifestyle so atlanta i do think it is a great place um to be and be vegan because there's just so many different things that you can kind of get into that will help you if you're just starting out so atlanta's great for that
0: that's a good recommendation okay. as far as, like, meetup groups because they mm-hmm. really do. I, one of my friends, she said that that's what helped her her first year. Like, if she didn't have her meetup group, there's no way mm-hmm. that she would have been able to keep going.
1: But well, we kind of hear that, and they think it's weird because I know I did initially. I was like, meetup? Like, I don't want to meet strangers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Like, it sounds, you know that was just that's just not something that we do in our community a lot you know we don't just go get together with complete strangers and do things with them but it really i think that everyone should it's a, there's a website meetup.com you can type in vegan and they will tell you okay well this meet group meets here on this day and this group is about this and they do this on this day and i think it's just something that is so useful and so helpful if you're new and you're you're interested in seeing how to transition into this lifestyle lifestyle so i just I had to put that out there.
0: Yes, great advice. I'm so glad you did. I know you have a son, and your son is six. So he wasn't born into this lifestyle. So he was what, about three, three years old, two years old when you first transitioned around that time.
1: He was. I definitely. I went through my pregnancy vegetarian, so he was born vegetarian. He did have eggs, and he did occasionally have fish. But in all honesty, I kind of he took the journey with me and he was so young and he was just kind of so enthusiastic that he it really has not been been difficult you know Um, I get a lot of people that ask me those kinds of questions like what do you do for your kid what do you do for your son what do you do and in reality it's it's not all. kids are picky eaters no matter what Yes. so I people kind of have to get that out of their head like oh my god my son's picky. he's gonna be picky a picky vegan so I don't think (laughs) it's it's not gonna fix the pickiness or I don't like this or I don't like that. It's not going to fix that. But at the end of the day, you're the parent and you just kind of, this is what we're tonight. <laughs>
0: yes and it really is that simple i know it sounds crazy because i had i had that issue too where it took me a while to get over that part because so many different taste buds going on in here and i was just like oh my gosh i'm never going to be able to transition these people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because there's always a complaint about something but you know then i remembered hey there were complaints before going vegan It's exactly. just like you you're you're already on like you're already kind of like have this heightened uh <laughs> expectation so that's probably why you notice it more but before we all made one meal and you kind of dealt with it I mean you either you don't so it's It's the same thing that it is what it is though I mean you have to kind of approach it that way so you can take some of the the frustration out of it because it really can overwhelm you if you look at it any other way so I'm so glad you said that
1: you know and another thing is Um, that I always suggest to people. I know as a parent, we sometimes, you just want to go to the grocery store and get the food. I really was very hands-on with my son about food because I think it's so important. So I would do things like take him to the grocery store and I would say, okay, just pick out a fruit snack. He'd pick one out and I'd flip the box over. Over and I would point out things like the color red or the color yellow. And I would say, can you eat those things? And he would look at me like, no. And i would be like, well, why is it in your food? And it would register with him. He would be like, oh my God, why would we eat yellow? Or why would we eat red? So explaining things to him that way helps me a lot. He's very um, steadfast in what he eats. You know, he's not, you can't fool him. You know, a lot of kids, you can kind of say, oh, you want this, you know, fruit snack or whatever. He's not that child that's going to be like, yeah, he really understands. He has a, a very clear grasp of what he should eat and what he shouldn't eat and why. So I think it's important that even though you may have a child that is really young, I think it's very important to not skip over Over educating them because you think they're too young. Kids are very smart and you know, things make sense to them a lot easier than it does for adults in a lot of cases. So I would definitely say don't skip over educating them. Let them know. You know, tell them if you put this in your body, this is what happens. You know, this isn't food and this is food. So I think a lot of parents kind of just want a quick solution. And in a lot of ways, you really just kind of have to be hands on and be very open and honest with your kids. The kids are very smart, you know. Dude,
0: that's a really, really good point, because I feel like they're so much more open to differences in people and differences in themselves than adults mm-hmm. are, unfortunately, because we are so conditioned to do things a certain way. And we're so used to this mm-hmm. and we get set in our way. So I think giving them that solid foundation is so, so important. So I'm glad you said that, too. Do you yeah. have any other tips that you want to give for anybody that is like getting started on this journey? And like, what would you suggest? For them, like maybe some resources, books, documentaries, whatever.
1: (laughs) I would definitely say take the time to see Cowspiracy. Watch movies like Food, Inc., I have them all. I have like links to them all on my website. But there's just like they're definitely documentaries that I think people should definitely look at. And it will help them to get an understanding of what the food industry is really like and why it's important to eat a certain way, not just for your health, but for the environment. I would also suggest that people, you know, don't pressure yourself, just kind of take your time, take it one day at a time, one meal at a time, start, you know, experimenting and finding things that you like. Um, And like, like I said, one of the biggest things is go to meetup.com, find a group, because that is where you get so much, you get an abundance of information that way at one time, you know, you'll learn about, you know, different restaurants, different vendors, different websites, different things that will help you along the way. But just, you know, eat plants, take it day by day, don't pressure yourself. And remember, you can still have fun. This is not a lifestyle that's, depriving you of anything you there's so much to gain from from veganism so I would definitely just suggest those things to anybody who's interested in making that transition
0: love it awesome advice awesome very very relatable very helpful as well so I love that well, I yeah. know that you have a book coming out well you already have a book but you have a new one coming yeah. out you said this weekend yeah. is coming out right Tell yeah. us about your book your new one
1: well I know personally when I first made the transition into vegetarianism and veganism, the holidays were the absolute worst because there's nothing worse than being hungry and you show up at your family or your friend's house and there's absolutely nothing that you can eat, you know, like you're like you get, maybe you can have green beans or, you know, there's very few things that you can eat. So really the inspiration behind this book was just to give people the options, you know, of what they can actually eat and enjoy and indulge. in. there's so many, so many delicious plant-based foods, and there's so many different ways to prepare them. You can still have a, a delicious and healthy holiday without having to compromise your beliefs or your diet or whatever it is, you can still eat this way and enjoy the holidays. So there's things in there like dressing, um, macaroni and cheese, cheesecake, you know, there's, there's pies, there's, you know, the cranberry sauce, you know, that was the one thing I was like, what am I going to do about cranberry sauce? Because I liked that, you know, molded, <laughs> jelloy crap, And I was like, what am I going to do? So there's things in there that people love, but they're all veganized and they're all really easy, really quick to prepare. Nothing difficult. Um, I pride myself on trying to do work that is easy for a new cook or someone who's Due to this lifestyle, so that they don't feel overwhelmed in the kitchen when it's time to prepare Thanksgiving. so everything in there is really easy to prepare and it's all about the holiday so the book is gonna be up on my um website which is let's be vegan dot com I have my first book is up there as well it's a, um it's an ebook so you can just download it. it doesn't take that much time and I also share tons of other recipes. On my um, website as well So if you just need A quick dinner idea There's everything on there So you can just If you need dessert Or cookies or cakes I have pretty much Something on there For everyone And I, like I said All the recipes Are very easy to prepare Very quick There's You don't have to have Any weird crazy ingredients That some vegan dishes Call for like ingredients And you're like What is that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's
1: none of those Things on there So um yeah So I would definitely Suggest just going To my website Let'sbevegan.com um, and all the things that I wish I would have known mm-hmm. back when I was 19, I put all of that on that website. So hopefully <laughs> someone can visit and, and feel a little more confident moving forward with a vegan lifestyle.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing. I love your site. So, of course, I'm oh, going to yes. put yeah. all of your information in the show notes. I'm going to put everything so you can contact um, Chantel so you can get, you know, of course, her book and find out all of the book, documentaries and everything she mentioned. I'll put it in the show notes at brownvegan.com. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And I will be talking to you soon online.
1: Thank you, I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun.
0: All right, thank you so, so much for listening. Chantel's book is available at letsbevegan.com for you to go ahead and order now. Um, And I'll be back with you guys next week with another episode. Thanks so much for all of your support and be sure to subscribe so that you can get updates on your smartphone or listen at brownvegan.com to future episodes. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.